Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Okay, this is, sounds bad. I watched when I was watching the episode tonight when I was getting ready. I was like so happy. I was like, oh, finally, the last episode of Lovecraft Country. But I don't feel that way because the show has been bad. Mm. I feel that way because I was like really excited to see what they were going to do. And I'm also very excited to be done with it so that we can like move on to the seven episodes of The Walking Dead we've missed. <laughs> Yeah, um, I will, we'll we'll have to do some quick catch up on that. Um, yeah, yeah. So so, Curtis and I, before Dustin got on the call here as we record this, we're talking about the show a little bit. We didn't want to dive into it too much, but we we have we have opinions, um, we have thoughts, um, and I'm going to lead off with God. This was a mess. I need to measure my comment because I don't want to I don't want people to get the idea that I didn't enjoy the entirety of this series, but they fucking blew it. I I I'm I'm not gonna say that they, they blew it. There were a lot there were parts of this episode I really, really liked. And overall this season, um if if this is the first season or the only season, I really enjoyed this show. But there are so many things in this episode that are just let's throw it all in here and i admittedly i come from this from the standpoint of having read the book and it's very much a case of i really prefer the ending of the book to the ending of the tv show well i i actually have the book on a whole on on borrow like i'm waiting for it Uh to come next to libby.com Yep. Uh, which is how I listen to audiobooks. Is it's the library app and it's free. Uh, so check out Libby on your app store. We don't get. Uh, they haven't noticed that we plug them yet. Uh, I'm just waiting for to get the tweet. Oh, oh, I'm waiting for the tweet from Libby when she <laughs> says, "Dustin, I just noticed that you've been plugging us for for." months on your podcast we love you so much here's a free subscription to our free service <laughs> no libby is fantastic libby is great so anyway um so i'm waiting for lovecraft country and I, i'm i'm excited to listen to it but i also i'm really uh a proponent of you can't judge media by media right no i, I completely agree and and the thing is, is that they are so they are so alike and so different in in good ways mm-hmm. that it comes down to the elegance of the solution. And it this episode to me, for all the cool things that happen in it, is so incredibly busy. And it just ended up being, especially when we get to visions of, well, to visions, to visions in general. Um, So there's just a lot. There's a lot here. And 
like I said, I enjoyed large portions of the episode, but it was just a lot. I agree. I agree uh, uh, very much with you. Uh, I I don't know if I didn't like the episode as much as you guys didn't, uh, but I can agree that like there were definitely some things I don't feel like were necessary, like that we didn't need, we didn't need to know, we didn't need to to drop this in, uh, and I feel badly that it's like almost all of it is D stuff. I feel like once we got her healed. And once mom promised, I'm going to, you know, you're going to draw again. I'm going to make you draw again. And then even even maybe opening that and hearing that tinkle of, you know, weird, you know, super science happening off camera. I think that should have been it for D. Yes. I didn't need anything else after that. You mean like turning her this teenage girl into a murderer? Yeah, right. That, or that, or, a, that could or have a, not been there. Yeah, a, cy- a cyborg murderer with a demon dog pet. We don't need that in the last episode of our show, Tim. It's well, that's that's the spinoff. Clearly, yeah. I'm not asking for that spinoff, by the way. Nope. I'm I'm. That's how they blew it to me. I mean, okay. They all spent right. all of this time trying to rescue a girl. A yeah. young woman who's very sick, you know, everything magically. So they go through all of this shit and it takes episodes to do. And then in the first 10 minutes, they just wrap that up. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's kind of how I'm. And then they brought it back at the end and I was going, why, what, what, why is any of this? You just ended the show a second ago. Why are we doing this now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's a, there's a couple of things. And no, there's more than a couple of things. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should start at the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. That's probably just best. Otherwise, it'll be like, and then there was this thing, and then this. And... <laughs> okay. We can both complain, and let's make sure we balance things with praise, because I okay. feel like it's earned it. Okay. Let's be very, very clear. This show is better than a large portion of science fiction, fantasy, and horror on TV, you overall, know, yeah. we're just right. picky little bitches. We are picky who little need bitches. Something to talk about. So here we go. Well, and it's kind of, I mean, what we're here to do is to be picky bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my so, favorite day of the week. It's picky bitch day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we arrive at Hippolyta and and Dee's apartment. Uh, having just completed getting the book of names from uh, the whole uh, observatory situation. And we run in, and Dee has started to revert back to her demony form, the form she had been taking before, before they kind of reset the clock. And they start to open the book. Like, uh, Atticus does the spell to open the book. And then both he and Letty drop consciousness. And they go to the Black Panther's ancestry world. And I don't think they call it that. <laughs> okay, but that's a good way to illustrate how the movie just kind of, or the show just kind of loses you for a yeah. second. 
Because <laughs> you just lost me for a second. <laughs> but you know what I, I mean? It's, it's, it, it just smacks so much of like, oh, the tree of the ancestors? Like, are we really going to just straight up copy Black Panther? Like, <laughs> okay, I got you. Okay, <laughs> now I'm with you. I got you. Yes. Uh huh. Um, and it's all inside the fire of the of the escape from the plantation. I didn't understand any. Well, they of that, rented but... all those lights, man. Got to so use them. It seems to be like this ancestral memory space that they can go to that was created by Atticus's ancestor, of course, the, the lady who escaped from slavery and while the, while the mansion was burning down. Mm-hmm. And she learned enough magic, became powerful enough that this, at first she thought this fire burning space was hell and she was trapped in. Then she realized it was, it was her place, it was a place of power where her mm-hmm. memory and spirit could have an influence on the future. And it seems to have run down through, you know, the the maternal line in Tick's family. And so it's this this powerful space where where powerful women who who have been able to tap into this magic can pass messages on to Atticus and Letty, which it's good because someone's got to come in and do an info dump. Yeah. Yeah, we needed exposition. Yeah. And I suppose this is as good a way to get it done as another. Yeah. It was just a bit confusing and a bit jarring. Right. And also 100% convenient. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's also awesome that they were able to do the magical spell in there, in the dream world, that saved D. Unfortunately, when they save D, the magic doesn't, can't, save the arm that's already been corrupted so when d wakes up she's got one little shriveled baby arm and all the lipstick and stuff is gone yeah so then he gets all mad and mopey because she was an artist and and hippolyta tries a couple of things to like you know help her understand why she had to leave and go on this journey and you know, all this stuff, and Dee's just not hearing her, and then then Hippolyta takes her and says, I'm going to make sure you draw again. And she says, well, how are you going to do that? Like, I can't draw. My, my good drawn arm is withered away. And she's like, don't you worry. And she takes her to a room, and they open the door, and you hear all these tinctures and kebabbles and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And Dee gets this look on her face like, oh, awesome. And then it cuts. And that's where it should have stopped. We didn't need nothing else. You're right. No, you're we 100. need just a little bit of hope for Dee because guess what? Dee's not our main character. This scene, though, I mean, we and there's an important conflict here. And, and Dee raises a good point that I don't think they necessarily address well, which is she points out to her mother that you weren't here mm-hmm. when these things came for me. You went away. You left me. That My was some fuck. that was some bold, bold words that she said. 
And we never got the sense that she and her mom came to any kind of accord, really. The vibe that I got, you know, when we saw them together again was, all right, you have to be my mother and I have to be your daughter. So we're just going to do that. And I still hate you. But that was from five seconds of seeing them interact in the background. Hippolyta has an argument that she makes, which is, you know, I had to do this. You know, this was this was important. You know, and you're right. I shouldn't have left you, but I did. And I'm sorry. And and to some degree, this works. But at the same time, this is someone who found a way to be all these things to basically be, you know, the sci-fi Swiss army knife, at least, you know, in a couple of scenes and that she couldn't make it back before this. I mean, it might not be fair, but D's not wrong. No, I disagree a little um, because you have to remember that this is a, this is a, you know, 13 year old girl throwing this aspersion at her mother. Let's let's take away all of the of the supernatural elements and just focus on that for just a second. Because the you weren't there for me when I needed you argument is a 13-year-old girl argument. Because guess what, Puddin' Pop? There are going to be times that I am not there for you or that I can't be there for you. And you are the one who is responsible for how you act or what happened or, or how you respond to those situations. Not me. And uh, she was you- 100% a 13 year old girl about it. Yeah. Um, and- I would agree with you with. Bad two- timing, notwithstanding. I-, I would agree with you. I would agree with you with two major issues though. First of all, she's a girl who within a very, who very shortly before this, her father was murdered. So there's that. And her friend was murdered. So coming from, I don't care what age you're at. If your if your parent is murdered and your mom just goes away when you need her, because, you know, dead dead father i don't think d's wrong here i think i don't think any child is wrong to sit there and say because they're a child my dad is dead and you just left me i think she doesn't say that you're right (laughs) but that everything else she says you can't forget that george was shot not that long ago. I don't know anything about children. I'm, I mean, I used to be one, and I know how I would feel about things if th- those things had happened to me. But honest to God, I never considered her a very main character. I right. Was kind of I was just about to say, I think we're spending a little bit too much time on D, just like this episode did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. All right. Fair enough. Move on. So love the love the actor. She's so wonderful. And yeah. I just dig everything that she did. And I know that she was just doing what she was told. So no war crimes. Okay? Yes. Uh so anyway, uh turns out that that Hippolyta built a robot arm for D and 
and uh, then also Atticus transferred over his his bog monster to her for her protection. And also, uh, Dee decided that she didn't think that leaving Christina under a pile of rubble was enough. And so she took her little robot arm and she went out to where Christina was. And, and le- well, after she lectured her and not understanding the proper way to, to deal with people, then she crushed her throat. I have no idea. I, I, I don't understand why they, why they participated in the whole thing. I hated that scene so much. I did too. I straight up, it's, I mean, it's just, there's so many things I dislike about that scene. I'm sure there's arguments to be made for empowerment or, you know, or whatever, but I just don't, I don't feel like that's necessary because yeah. I don't, what I don't feel like. was the real motive it, for doing that? To show off the arm and to, to make a 13-year-old a murderer. It's a it's a revenge arc. The problem is for me that Dee already got her revenge. The police officers are the ones who did this to her. Mm-hmm. Well, and her sweet puppy took care so, of it. So, no, um, no. There's just there's no there's no way to make this scene work for me. It just Okay. <laughs> It just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, luckily, right. that's the final scene. We got to go back to the second scene now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's back up to uh, a- after they have had their celestial visitation with the ancestors. Spiritual uh, power. Yeah, and saved D, who we have now covered. We don't have to talk about D anymore. So one of the things that Atticus and Letty have to do to defeat Christina to basically have the tools that they need to disrupt her spell is they have to go and get a piece of flesh uh, from the spirit made flesh version of the guy who kicked all of this off the, the Braithwaite behind it all. And so they conjure him up and they fight. <laughs> yes. Because they need to get a, a, a piece of his body. It was a weird place they took it from. I wondered if, it was, if that was particularly necessary because anyone with even a small amount of meat-cutting knowledge knows that there's easier places to get uh, a nice meaty bit. Yes. Well, it, 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 we got to see him. We got this horrible, horrible person get, to, you know, get stabbed a lot, which is probably okay. But there's this involved, yeah, and ultimately this spell is going to involve consuming some of this flesh and some of Christina's blood. Mm-hmm. Starting so, to sound super Catholic up in here. There's a certain amount of religion in here. In fact, Atticus gets baptized, uh, and Letty has him do that. So there's a there's a certain amount of leaning into the benefits and positivity that this show in recent episodes has shown towards faith and and the power of the church and the power mm-hmm. of belief and, and i actually welcome that because it is it is difficult i'm an atheist but it is really difficult for me to begrudge someone their faith right. it's something that i covet and i just can't manage well one thing that we've seen a lot is shows like this horror films 
Um, anytime religion does not always get dealt with well. And some of that comes down to you're doing shorthand in a, in a film or TV script. Anyway, you're trying to get your point across, you're moving along. You're not going to have a whole lot of time to delve into what people actually believe and the intricacies of faith and you know, how, how people all deal with that in their day to day life. It's hard to do. Mm-hmm. And that's a real problem with a lot of a lot of film and television is that when you have those religious characters, very rarely do they come across as just like most of the people that you actually know in your life. Uh, you know, my my parents are very religious, and we don't talk about it all that often, but sometimes we do because it's just part of their life. You know, and, yeah. and for a lot of people, that's how they deal with faith. And so you don't have to to beat the viewer over the head with it to have a good, strong religious character. You All know, of it, these characters in this movie had their faith, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that they they handled this well because they actually give Letty an arc where she turned her back on religion for a reason, and it was her mother, and she's rediscovered it because of the events that she's gone through, and for a lot of people who have turned their back on religion there's an event that makes them look back at it and go maybe i can find something here these kind of events though can only lead to more questions if you are a person of faith Uh where is this in my damn book (laughs) well you know i believe i feel like i'm you know a fairly religious person um i believe that a faith that hasn't gone through a test you know, like, a, you know, faith that's not tested isn't earned. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to go through the dark times and beca- choose, actively choose to remain there, remain in that dark time and re- remain in that faith, you know, waiting sometimes for that to come back. And I feel that's part of what Letty was doing. She was kind of chasing it. She says, I was chasing it. I was you know, trying to force it and said, all I had to do was wait. And it was inside me there waiting for me to realize that. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between faith and blind faith. Mm -hmm. And she, she rediscovered her faith. And I think that it, it's a religious arc that was not over the top Mm -hmm. and it was not beat you in the face with it. It was, this is just where she's ended up. And she asks Atticus to get baptized, and he says yes. I experience moments of faith when I'm about to go, just for instance, to like when I went to vote the other day. Um, It was early voting in Kansas. And so I was experiencing faith when I walked up those stairs to the voting place and uh, assumed that they would actually be operational. Yeah. And I feel like... That was an that was a successful application of faith that paid off. Mm-hmm. I've been to the DMV and had the same faith feelings, and it didn't work out. So, <laughs> well, I mean, we all participate in moments of faith throughout our day, whether we are religious or not. I have faith when I leave my house and I lock the front door that nobody's going to come to that same front door, kick in the giant glass oval. That makes up 90% of the door. I would call that a reasonable assumption. 
a reasonable assumption. Yeah, sure. That no, that. no one's going to do that because it sounds like a pain in the butt to break into your home. Dustin's address is 422. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's a. All right. It's a, it's a very good, it's a, it's a good scene. And it actually, you know, their thought process is how can this hurt? You know, we're right. going up against, we're going up against, you know, an incredibly powerful sorcerer here. This, this can't hurt to ask, to ask God for help. Yep. Uh, Letty tries to convince Ruby to help her uh, flim flam Christina. And honestly, I'm surprised. Proper flim flamming. Yes, yes. sir. Uh, I'm honestly surprised that Ruby went along with it because I felt like her reasons for uh, denying Letty were good reasons, were valid, was a valid reason. You know, you only want to be my sister when you want something from me. That is an, that to me is an incredibly selfish point of view. And it really hung a bad cloud over Ruby for me because, um, when family needs you, you come there. You hope they never need you, and that's on you, right? But right. then when they do, you can't. You can't when they do. When someone needs you, you can't yell at them for for needing you. But when there's a pa- I understand the from the point of view of when there's a pattern of behavior where it doesn't seem like this person cares at you at cares for you at all when you're not in a situation where they need something out of you right that's a toxic person whether they're your family or not well Well, their interaction from the beginning has been we have a history you Mm -hmm. are the you are the sister who we can't count on you are the sister who shows up when you need a place to stay or you need money and you couldn't even come to mom's funeral. And that's, we got that in the very first episode of the show. Right. Subsequently, they've been trying to cancel her the whole show. And, and uh, all, <laughs> she's, all she's done is awesome supernatural shit for people. And but, still they're like, you were slightly ungrateful for a series of interactions. But the thing is, is that so much of what she's got going on in her life, they don't know about. Mm-hmm. And so much of what's happening to them, she hasn't gone through. She's getting it secondhand through Letty. She's getting it secondhand through whatever conversation she's around with Tick. But her experiences with Christina don't match up with their experiences with Christina. She knows Christina is weird as hell. And but she's getting she is getting things out of this experience that overall, from her point of view, are not negative. She's got to go on this exploration, find out what it means, what it's like to be white, find out that she doesn't want to be white, find out, you know, have this this dangerous and strange and new relationship with this dangerous and strange person who is more than one person. So on top of that, and then you have this relationship with her sister, which has been troubled for a long, long time. Yeah. She's not great in this moment. She's selfish and she's, and she's looking at it from her point of view, but this didn't bother me because as much as we want, you know, her to be on 
you know, everybody's side. There's no reason why she's very human in this moment. And that didn't bother me. Right. Yeah, that's fine. I just thought, you know, Letty could have clapped back a little bit. She mm-hmm. could have, but she didn't. And that's just one more indication of how great she is as a person. <laughs> so um, they start working to uh, to try and corrupt Christina's spell because the spell is going to kill Atticus if it works. Uh, so they they think that if by they this can... point Atticus has volunteered for that position, yeah, because he knows the stakes are high enough where right. this is what's required. Um, and we're but we're hoping that if we can use the book of names, which we now have, to uh, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Yeah, I know uh, <laughs> if we can use the book of names and this mystical spell that the slave Hannah wrote that's been hanging out in limbo for the last hundred years or so, uh, that maybe we can turn the tides and give Christina her comeuppance for not understanding just general social cues, I guess. For having sacrificed her humanity on the altar of immortality. Right. I'm still... Hubris! um, Yeah, hubris. Hubris is a great word for that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I still, I I have really put time into trying to figure out the ultimate advantage of immortality. No, it's none. I can't do it. Tried it. We've talked about it. I don't think it can be done. It might require reading a book, which I won't do, but all right. No, there's there's more, the, the, the number of downsides. But also, you and we are looking at this from people who don't have the superiority complex of someone like Christina. You know, we, I hate to break it to you guys, we're somewhat empathetic people. We try to be nice from time to time. And how dare you? And uh, we're not, (laughs) we're not completely self absorbed evil sorcerers. I don't know. know, I don't know if that's true about all of us. I think, I think I've got. You're a self-absorbed evil sorcerer. I'm. I'm a. I'm a wonderfully charming narcissist. I'm gonna. I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. I'm a wizard and, I do and think, a filmmaker, Tim. And I do think that that I could be in a position here in my little town here where I could enjoy immortality, just lording it over everyone. But that, that would be really petty. And how long can I keep that up? Yeah, I think it would get boring. Super boring. Plus, I'd have to watch some really dumb people's kids grow up and also be dumb. It hurts my brain to think about. Yeah, there's only so many other people's funerals you can laugh at. So <laughs> you just wake up like a teen, like a, you know, about like a teenage junior in high school. You know, you wake up and just go. Whose life can I try to ruin today that will ultimately backfire and make my life miserable? <laughs> just for a little while. Yeah, just it's Wednesday. Why not? That that baby looked at me wrong. I'm going to spend the rest of my life ruining the rest of their life. <laughs> the rest of their life. Every day. I'm not going to let anything too terrible happen to them. But every day I'm going to make it just a little miserable for them. <laughs> I'll show up and you know pitch up with a 
been a a pinch. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Best case scenario, if <laughs> if I went immortal, I'd oh. say in, in five hundred years I would show people how to do ancient crafts, and that would be my gig probably, because just you still have to have a job if you're immortal. But mm. I could have like a show on future PBS about you know using simple power tools and without lasers attached and shit like that you know i don't know what the tools would be like in the future but that would be the best case scenario for me so i'm not gonna sacrifice my friend dustin um in a in a and, architecturally interesting location <laughs> and i will say that i think i may have uh, actually turned Turn the corner on immortality and the idea of being able to pick a baby, a newborn baby, <laughs> and and be like every single day of this newborn baby's life, I'm gonna go and just give him one little pinch. Just, <laughs> like every day, I'm gonna find this person and pinch them. Just imagine how, like, by the time they were like 16, and they realized that not everybody else has a weird person who doesn't seem to age show up and pinch them at a random moment in the day, getting, getting pinched. 16 you know, gosh. this is a 10 year old with a permanent twitch <laughs> <laughs> yes i love it i'm into it You're now. A monster. would it be same time every day or would it just be like this kid's been waiting all day for it and this maybe it stops today maybe it doesn't happen exactly or, or, or forget a day or not do a day and then teach him twice <laughs> 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have solved the question of why she, why immortality has an upside, and now there you have it. She's a baby painter. Random <laughs> cruelty to children. <laughs> they wouldn't be children forever. <laughs> Not forever. <laughs> oh dear. So what happens after whatever we just talked about? <laughs> I have no idea. No. <laughs> <laughs> nothing because it turns out uh that christina killed ruby oh that was a show okay well hold on hold on we're jumping ahead there we're jumping ahead there um because what happens next is tick goes off to talk to jaya who of course we last saw getting <laughs> kicked out of the house down. yeah and this is actually a pretty good scene yeah and he basically says, look, I'm sorry. You know, uh, I I told you I didn't, you know, what we had wasn't real. It is real. And it was real. And you're not a monster. You might be a monster, but you're not a monster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we... Hey, you got your reasons, you know. It's cool. And, I told, and... It's kind of fine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a nice sweet little relatively intimate and and good scene kicks off by the way with <clears throat> jaya sitting at a table and some guy comes on to go over to hit on her and she's like would you like to die terribly because i can make that happen <laughs> <laughs> but it, no yeah, no that's not what she says <clears throat> that's not what she says she says and this is so cold-blooded, and you have to think about it for a second. <laughs> would you be willing to die to, to, die fuck, to me? fuck me? Would you be willing to die to fuck me? 
Yeah, it's a great line. And he would not. <laughs> no, he thought that was a little weird. And I, you know what I call that? Rank amateurism. <laughs> you just, I can just see Curtis. You just tell me that I can't. <laughs> yep. I would ask, I would have subsequent questions like, like, like from herpes? Like, explain to me the situation. Are you talking the little death? Are you talking? Yeah, like the French way? Or uh, are you going to stab my eyes with furry tails? Mm. Come out of wet plates. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you guys. Well, anyway, she has a nice meeting with um, with Atticus. Yeah, right. And, and he and invites her to the to the party. Yeah, he's he she's family. Well, I mean, he realized, oh yeah, you've been right this whole time, so I better be nicey nice. So she is now a rogue has joined the party. Yeah. Yes, and this is this is an issue for me. It's like in Guardians of the Galaxy when the one blue girl she gets invited to join by her green sister lady, and then she gets to be in the spaceship too. What's your issue, Tim? Maybe you're the real one. <laughs> well, my this 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 issue builds into what actually happens with her later in the episode, but it also raises the question. This is a character who was created for the TV show. She's not in the book. And we are given a really, really good episode where, you know, she's introduced and and we learn about her and we see things from her point of view. Very powerful episode. One of our favorites, I think, of the season. And she's basically in this episode, the whole point of her character is given, is basically there to be the linchpin for their plan in the spell yeah and well no because no i don't think so because it's it's the they don't know that she's going to be the linchpin right it's not what they were that's not their plan at all but she ends up being the linchpin and unfortunately if you take out the fact that you know letty told her to fuck off and if she had fucked off the ending would have been very different. True. And there's just the 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 go. It 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 lessened the character for me. That because... she was basically just a a a, a fancy uh, extension cord. That she was, yeah. I mean, she's she's the she's the the part you suddenly realize you need to make the machine run. It's. I Having recently taken up the hobby of electrical repair, um, I uh, was observing that the circuit that they were trying to establish was indeed complete. And yet they couldn't have known that. And her character becomes one of extreme convenience. And Uh I mean, it's it's a great, well, we'll get to that scene and it's, it's very cool, but I felt this was just a really kind I of. I feel like we're at that scene. We're almost we at that scene because we can't leave out the scene of the driving to. Oh right! All of this, which I actually quite enjoyed. 
That was wonderful. Oh, geez. See, and that moments sweet? like that is what saves this, this saves the whole series for him. Except for it told me that Ruby was going to betray them. The seeing her in that car was like, what the fuck, Ruby? What are you doing? Like, if it were if it were me and I was giving my sister the thing, it would I would be like, okay, well, I hope you make it out of here. I'm I'm done with this. Goodbye. That's what I was expecting from Ruby. But to see her there told me immediately, oh, she's she's going to betray them later. Okay. I didn't see it that way, but okay, sure. I'm paranoid. Well, there's that. But yeah, so they're they're in the car and they're singing and, and it's, it's Life a... Life could be a dream. The original version, by the way. you up to paradise up above. Most people are familiar with the more with the second version of the song, which was the one that got more airplay. But this is the original version, which was by a black uh, a group of black performers. It's I mean, everybody gets involved, even grumpy old mantras. Right. And it's, you know, and, and, Tick can't and sing. like show tunes. Where do I sign? That was a gay joke. It was probably inappropriate. Sorry. <laughs> That's but, fine. You know, Atticus, Atticus doesn't sing well. No. Um, you know, and he doesn't, does he? No, I'm I mean, like, he's, he jumps in full hearted. I mean, it's, you know, he's have he's, he's caught up in the moment and, and he lets it go. And but I will tell you 100%, I bet, I, I would bet you a whole dollar that that actor actually is an amazing singer and he was just being a character. Most singer, most actors are. It's very rare that somebody who can do stuff with their voice like he does with his voice doesn't have the ability to sing. But it's a great scene. It's it's a really it makes them seem like a family <laughs> in that moment and and in a show where the families involved have been so you know pushed and pulled and and you know trying to tear it apart and, and crashing into each other the way that they do. It was a nice moment. Agree. They get to Artem and they start preparing for their spell, which I guess involves Montrose putting salt around the entire area, like the entire county. <laughs> I think they just did that to make him have something he had to do. All right, Montrose, here's the map of the county. <laughs> Go put salt all the way around it. I think they just did it around the house, but <laughs> now when they tried to go through with the spell, Atticus woofs down with difficulty the piece of flesh and drinks from the vial of blood, and Montrose gives him an alcohol chaser, which I'm sure was very, very welcome. Unfortunately, uh, Ruby has a revelation for Letty. Yeah. Yes. And that is that Christina caught Ruby trying to uh, steal the blood and killed her and took her place. And so the Ruby that we've been with since she brought the blood to Letty at the, at the right before they left has actually been Christina. Now, there was an with this scene that we don't we don't see this happen. Right. But we did see right before it happened, which is the two of them both as themselves talking about having sex as themselves which they haven't done yet Mm -hmm. one of them has been wearing a body you know the the body of another 
every time they've done it. And so there was this scene where we don't see this happen, but they're, you know, having this intimacy together as themselves and neither one of them looks that comfortable. Yeah. Uh, because they've developed this very, very interesting and unique relationship, but they've done it while wearing other people's skin. I kind of want to see this relationship. <laughs> I want to see this play out because there's, they have a really, really interesting relationship, which is now cut short because, you know, murder, death. Yeah, it was sad to see that happen, but they had to kill someone. True. Someone else. They had, so we had to lose someone else. Right. And I, feel like, I feel like that hurts, hurts just enough. This is, this is one of those places where it's a, it's a nice, big, dramatic reveal and I think it's only there. To as make, the nice big dramatic reveal? As a nice big dramatic reveal. I have a real problem with this in on two levels. One, I don't like the resolution of these characters in this episode. Ruby, from everything that we've seen her go through, and we don't see her die. Yeah. We don't see the resolution of her story. We hear about it. And so one question is, is Christina actually telling the truth? Is Ruby dead? That's a possibility. She's not. Um, she could be in a coma. Like, the, you know, the she could be held in a state of stasis. All she needs is the blood well, to, I mean, to make the... Make the we don't make, know if this show's coming back for season two right. or what will exa- what would be coming back for season two if it did. They might anthology the shit out of it. And have mm-hmm. all of these characters, these actors back playing completely different characters. Right. I'd be super cool with that. I would be cool with that too. I would love to see all of these actors back in a different situation, mm-hmm. uh, continuing the same story. Right. I just, that would be really fantastic. I just don't, I, I really feel like it does the character a disservice for us not to see the end of their story and have the, yeah. the last time we see them, that's not them. Right. But then we get a fight scene. We get a fight scene between Ruby and, and, and Letty. And everybody, everybody gets a fight scene because Ruby and Letty fight. And then uh, the townsfolk. Okay. So, so Atticus has sacrificed. He's, he's already at the altar, but, but then the townsfolk show up and they take on, Hippolyta Montrose and Fox Fox Girl, and there's a big fight, and it you know there's a lot of like hold you know there's some fighting that happens. Then Christina gets the upper hand, and so do the townsfolk, and we head off to the altar. Not before Letty falls to her death, and you know she's uh, Christina took the marker cane off her. Yeah. So when she falls to her death. Well, that's it, folks. Letty's dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to miss. But Christina, although she's taken the mark of Cain off Letty, she's also given her something else. It's a really blink and you'll miss it kind of moment, which explains that- why Letty gets back up after falling to her death. I mean, because this is not one of those falls you sit there and go, shake it off right this is one of those um okay we'll say something nice at the funeral um but there's some pretty 
curious implications here that Christina actually gave her something, put some sort of spell back on her, whether it's the mark of Cain or not. I've seen some people speculate that the one thing she gave, the one way she could actually do something for Ruby after murdering her um, was make sure that her sister survived. And yeah, because she did say she did say that Ruby told me not to kill you. Right. So maybe that's what it was. She she promised she wouldn't do it, and you know, what does magic take? A body, an incantation, an intent. They say it like seven times. Well, and one thing that we have seen Christina do from the beginning is she actually does keep her word. Mm-hmm. In her own way, she's an honorable villain. Yeah. So, meanwhile, however, before Letty gets up, um, Christina has gone to the site as herself, and where Atticus is chained up, she's got a very sharp knife. Yes. Okay, I want the I want the number of the uh, complicated sacrifice device. The the guy who who the contracting company who created that, because um, that. It looks like the basis for a decent carnival ride that I want to invent. <laughs> so it looked to me like it was like a giant compass or something. It Well, it was a really ingenious little invention. Basically, they could lay him down on it, hook him up, and then rotate it. And he would be in a position to be bled uh, successfully. Yeah. It's very good. Well, you know, that's how uh, the operating tables for breast implants work, right? No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, they, they strap, they, they, when, when a woman gets breast implants for breast reconstruction, um, she's strapped down to the table, and then once they get the breasts in, uh, they, they rotate the table to where she's in a standing position because they have to see how gravity will affect them and where they're going to actually... hang on the body where they're going to sit on the body because when you're laying down that's not where they're actually going to sit on your body my goodness so so that's how breast implant tables work surgeries work next week we're going to learn about penis enlargement uh it's a pump (laughs) (laughs) uh that uh don't don't give them spoilers okay i'm sorry they gotta come and see I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Unfortunately for Atticus, um, Christina is possibly the best swords person on the planet because with just two swipes of that sword, she manages to cut him in exactly the right places she needs to to basically have all of his lifeblood drain out. She's very, very skilled with the sword, folks. But don't you remember she said she said to Ruby that you have to practice really really hard because there's like a million different infinitesimal ways that this could go wrong. De- she did it deftly, but again, I noted as a person with a certain amount of meat cutting experience that the a more effective way to drain all of the blood out of a uh, a creature, we'll say, is to uh, go more through the neck, not across it, but straight in into the body cavity and cross the heart. That's kind of how you do that. 
but that's that's not the position or cuts that were called for specifically in the spell. I am confusing it with a different spell. I am so sorry. So she basically does her her Elizabeth Bathory moment here, where the blood just pours down upon her. I don't know why. I just it doesn't matter what movie that type of thing is in. I just love that. I think I'm I think I'm going mad, you guys. I think I'm <laughs> gonna start rigging up some, you know, Tesla coils and just feel more at home. Do you like it? You like the blood blood baths? I'm thinking maybe, you know. If I really get pushed around the bend, that might be what gets me in the news. The problem, though, Curtis, is that you really do need ancient ruins or a castle to pull that off. And it seems like the only people that can successfully do a bloodbath is a pretty blonde lady. Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't look good for anybody watching, but I'd be like, (laughs) look at me. I'm Elizabeth. You have to wear the dress. You have to wear the full dress. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, if you see a news story... Yep. 2021, do your worst. Okay, anyway. All right. I'm done. All right. So she he he's bleeding all over everything. And Christina gets all up in the blood and the the immortality starts to happen and uh Letty is not feeling it. So she goes and gets a sword and runs it through Christina and then starts chanting another spell, a counter spell. But unfortunately, at this point, Atticus is already dead, and their original spell didn't work. So now they need to kind of come up with some some ways to fix this on the fly. Now, of course, Christina, having been stabbed through the chest, is going, uh, hello, did you miss the immortal part? Because, ow, but this isn't going to stop me. Right. And there's I would have loved it if she would have said, I'm immortal, hello. <laughs> I've got babies to peach. <laughs> oh, dear. And then we've got this giant cloud darkness swirling magic thing happening. Uh, that was part that was part of the of their counter spell. Right. Um, was that they were supposed to suck all the magic out of Christina. We find this out later. Uh, we don't know what the counter spell is supposed to do. They're supposed to suck all the magic out of Christina into that vortex. Mm -hmm. But they needed Atticus to have the connection between blood and flesh. But unfortunately, the blood that he got was incorrect. So now we're in a situation where we have to find a new connection. And that's when our nine-tailed fox spirit comes in handy. For reasons. Because I don't quite understand how she completes the circuit um well they all have to be in contact so she puts wet furry flesh wires in between everybody yes to make the writer didn't want it explained like that probably well make the connection the so that they're connected by blood and flesh now which you know luckily they happen to have a Korean fox demon on hand. So we could get our Lovecraftian tentacles at the end too. We've already, right. you know, which looks really more like in the, the, uh, 
the fan the 1990s fantastic four movie when mr fantastic would reach his arm out it looked <laughs> like that only furry it really they did it practically and i respect that but that's the kind of thing you want to film in reverse <laughs> you know take it that it, it felt like they were trying to reproduce a, an effect from the thing and uh did, i don't know i just it looked pretty clanky Every in every other instance, I can't think of another instance where I was even semi disappointed with the uh, with the practical effects works on on this on this series. But that was one where I was like, that just didn't look good. Yes. So anyway, um, the spell, the counter spell works, and everything explodes, and Christina gets stuck underneath some rocks, and she's very very hurt. But not before we get visions oh, to yeah. show how all of this came together. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah, we get a, we get a couple of little, like, you know, we see a little bit of Ruby trying to steal the blood, and we see, you know, different plans that the team was making before this all went down. And, we you see, know. We see Atticus basically give his pet Shoggoth to Diana. I would love to. I don't think there's any kind of higher loyalty than having your own pet Shoggoth. These are all scenes which I actually think we should have seen. That they should not have just been these little glimpses of, you know, let's fill in the holes to the story at this point. It really was. I liked that they were skipping big parts. You know, just moving the story forward and ahead at a blistering pace was fine. But I think they showed some things when they should have showed something antithetical to right that. but uh, but i still will go i i, I don't want to talk about it anymore but we don't we didn't need any of this from d i didn't need it i didn't want it i didn't need it why <laughs> let me ask you this question would you watch the series again like in a couple of months just for funds no because that's just not what i do like okay. i don't i don't you know in a couple of months i'm not gonna be like I, i'm having a lovecraft country feeling it's just not who i am like maybe if with if season two is announced and before it comes on i might be like hey let's revisit let's check it out and rewatch it but i'm not gonna be like you know oh i have a empty tuesday night i'll watch some lovecraft country Uh, Mm. if i i wanted to wait till after we finished recording this episode because i I wanted to sit there and run with how I felt after I watched it once because that was my initial, you know, this has all been building to this episode. Yeah. And one that's thing, how I do it all the time. Yeah. And I think that, I think that, that, that has me a little bit curious too. Now that I know how it ends, how does the beginning and middle feel to me? Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's definitely something that we can, we might actually want to revisit this ourselves as part of the show at some point. So we, 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 can, we can talk about that. But um, as all this happens, Christina gets trapped. But unfortunately, Atticus is still dead. Yep. He's still dead. And because he saw his death coming, because Jaya basically said, you're going to die, uh, he had time to prepare a little bit. And so he wrote a, a note to Montrose. And... You know, looked wistfully out some windows 
and somehow, you know, managed to bring Letty around to the idea that this was going to be a done deal. Yeah. Which, okay. Um, and then basically, they carry his body off, tragically and sad. Mm-hmm. But they're all okay. Um, oh, you know, uh, that's not true. I, we leave out the fact that that because they have done this spell, they have taken away Christina's ability to do magic. Right. And Letty says it wasn't just her, it was all white people. And that only black people are going to be able to do magic from now on. And I think that's really, really cool. And bad. (laughs) (laughs) Not because I don't think the sentiment is wrong. But because we end the series (laughs) with Atticus dead, we already talked about D coming in and and murder killing Christina, who, by the way, uh, this is straight up murder. This is not killed in, you know, defending themselves. This is Christina is (laughs) trapped under a boulder and Shaga shows up and D shows up and D murders her. But we're now left in a world of the the future of this show. Okay, this is the world this show leaves us with. Is black people actually being able to do magic? And D is a cyborg. This is the 1950s. They're not in our world anymore. I would argue that they've never been in our world. But the show is dealing with the real-life racism of this country then, and they're talking about it now, too. Mm -hmm. But the show ends in a completely alternate reality where the idea that these characters, these people who we have seen stand up against injustice and racism are not going to use the power they now have, the opportunity to strike back against the people. The, racism isn't over because of this show. Mm-hmm. Villains, these particular group of villains might be gone, but do we really think they're the only sorcerers in the world? D, is, D has got a mechanical arm. She can't go out anywhere without taking that thing off, which, you know, sure, okay. But if, she, if anybody else ever sees it, Hippolyta is a super scientist now. Yep. She's going, this is, you know, she either shares it with the world or she hoards it. This, the world this show leaves us, us in is incredibly far removed from where this show began in connection to our history. There's a whole bunch of cool moments in this episode. And I got to the end and I'm like, I really like the ending of the book better. (laughs) How does the book end, Tim? So just like the TV show, and we talked about this way, way back in the, I think first or second episode of, of our looking at Lovecraft country. The book is broken up into chapters and the TV show roughly follows the same structure, right? The final chapter in the book is called The Mark of Cain. 
in it, all of our characters sit down and say, okay, the last several months have been very strange. Some really terrifying things have happened. Caleb, who is the, the male version of Christina in the book, is involved in all of this. Yeah. We have to do something about this. Because Caleb's plan, while connected to power and immortality in the book, is a little less ambitious in that he basically wants to rule over all the magic lodges in the country. And so his conflict right now, his biggest conflict is with uh, Captain Lancaster, who, of course, was had a conflict with in this show. Mm-hmm. But at this point in the book, Captain Lancaster is still alive, and he's the leader of a he's a leader of a rival sorcerer's uh, lodge. The Magic Boys, and they're rival Magic Boys, pretty much. And Caleb, and he 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 thinks Caleb's just a little snotty little punk, even though Caleb's much more powerful than he is. And Caleb, also like in the in this show, is incredibly charming. He's incredibly pleasant. He's super nice in how he gets his way. And they he's setting up a plan where he's basically going to use Atticus because of his power, potential power, and Atticus's friends and family to take down Lancaster and put himself as the most powerful sorcerer in the, on the East Coast. And then, of course, eventually the world, et cetera, et cetera, evil villain, laugh kind of thing. And so it's a sort of infiltration thing where they sneak, they, they, uh, Atticus and Caleb walk in the front door and everybody else kind of just, you know, moves in around them and, and that sort of thing. And everyone's got a part to play. And Letty and Ruby have their sisterly conflict. Um, but Ruby is like, I can help you with this plan. I've been working with, with, with Caleb. She doesn't give the details of their relationship. She kind of like keeps it. She doesn't let them know that she can do any of the magic stuff that she can do. That's very much a, you know, she's, she's even more secretive about it than, than the TV version. Everyone's in on this plan and they all go there. George is still alive in this, in this point. There's no question that Montrose isn't Montrose is still an angry person. They, they basically conjure a monster to kill Lancaster. Caleb thinks he's won, but way, 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 way back, Letty cut a deal with the ghost in her house instead of driving it out like she does in the TV show. He's still a super racist ghost, but you know, Letty was like, if you kill me, I'm going to haunt you. Do you want that? And he was like, no. So they made a deal. <laughs> and so he helps them find the magic to basically cast a spell on Caleb. And for and they basically take away all of Caleb's ability to do magic, knock him out, drag him outside the city limits, dump him. And when he wakes up, he discovers he can't do magic. And they say, okay, so you can't do magic anymore. You can't come into the town. You're barred from Harlem. You're barred from Chicago. You will not be able to enter because you are magically kept out. And if you ever try and do magic again, it'll kill you. Bye. And he's like, no, no, you need me. You need me. You don't understand what's coming. You don't understand what's out there. You don't, you don't know how afraid you should be. And then he stops because they're all just laughing at him. 
And they look at him and go, we're black. <laughs> this is America. You think we're afraid of monsters? We're afraid every day. There is nothing that you can scare us with. We have the power now. You don't have the power. And you know what we're going to do with all your precious magic books? We're going to burn them. Because nobody should have this power. Bye. And they leave him at the side of the road. And he's just standing there as they drive away laughing. <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been good. Might have been, I would have been super fine with it. So it's, you know, and, and again, it, there is a lot of cool things that happen in this episode. Jaya, that scene with, with, with Atticus and Jaya, Jaya being a part of the plan, I don't inherently have a problem with it, but it felt like she was just sort of, now we have to have a thing for her to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't like this is how Ruby went out. I don't, maybe next season we see this strange new future where magic is a thing that people do and, and cyborgs are around in the 1950s. You know, maybe super we... science. You know, I think, uh, but it is, it's, it's a strange place to end the show to me. And, you know, I'm glad we watched it. it. Um, I, I have a new uh, appreciation for how hard it is to end a show based on, uh, on uh, the haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. because that the last episode of that show, which was so scary and so amazing, shit the bed so spectacularly. <laughs> like you know, I wondered. I never watched it. It it is Curtis. It is so good up until like the last twenty five minutes. Mm. where it's like uh, the the ghosts that have been haunting and ruining our lives, the friendships we made along the way. You know, it's like, what? Completely like 180 everything we've been watching for the last 10 episodes in the last 15 minutes? Really? Um, And so on the the uh, house, the Haunting of Hill House scale, I would have to say that this is not the worst I've ever seen. Was I super happy about it? No. Right. Did it did it make me not happy in a in a very very specific way? Yes. But it wasn't the worst. It could have been way worse. Oh, no question. No question. I think I'm balanced the show was it's very much a a very good, well-crafted, well-written, well-performed show. It wasn't perfect. But I've enjoyed Lovecraft Country a lot. Yeah. I felt uh, felt good about the whole thing. I think it's a very important show. I think it's kind of a groundbreaking show because the approach that it took to, uh, to uh, putting its audience in the, in the shoes of its, uh, of its characters and the people in the show was extraordinarily well done. Yes. And then I think, I don't know, about episode eight it just started it's like everybody was so tired and they <laughs> they needed fresh eyes in episode eight through to the end uh, yeah so we could see that that last act vision 
much more clearly. And, well, and I feel like they, they left a lot of stuff in that should have been cut. They should have realized that this was not why we were here and changed changed a couple of things. In giving some of the characters room to breed in the show, they stretched some things over periods of episodes that could probably have been a little more self-contained. One of the things about the book is that so many of these things happen to these characters on their own. Mm-hmm. And then the story builds as they connect and tell each other the story of what's happened to them. Right. Um, here, so many of the people were happening to them all at the same time. So it also you know, enabled things to go maybe a, a cleaner through line in terms of storytelling, but it also ended up being, you know, an, what an episode and a half of, of D being, you know, threatened by this curse which was more than we needed to have and spending time with d's curse at the beginning of this episode made three full episodes well i mean we but even we are two and a half episodes two you're right two and a half episodes so spending time at the beginning of it with here or her here just seemed to you know that was eating up time that could have been used elsewhere in the story i don't know it's just it felt both drawn out and rushed at the end so, but good. I mean, overall, this show has been really, really good. I'm, I'm really glad we chose to watch it. I am too. Me too. I'm, I'm also now looking forward to being able to watch 37 episodes of, uh, of Walking Dead, uh, The World Beyond, and uh, Fear the Walking Dead, and also the last episode of last season's uh, Walking Dead, uh, which have all been waiting patiently for us to finish this show. The good news is, is that I'm, I'm, I'm serious, guys. We will be able to talk about the ser- the season finale of The Walking Dead in about ten minutes. There's just not a lot there. Spoiler alert: I was disappointed, <clears throat> but we'll get to that on our next episode. <laughs> we appreciate you folks sticking with us through Lovecraft Country. We hope you've enjoyed in listening to us talk about it. We hope you've been enjoying Lovecraft Country. We hope that you are not just listening to us talk about the show. You should be watching the show as well. But if you're not, you should go watch it now. But except now you know how it ends. Call up a friend and say... You made a lot of mistakes, listener. (laughs) You got wrong. (laughs) Call up a friend and say, hey, you remember that time I helped you push push your car out of the ditch so you you wouldn't get in trouble from your mom because she didn't know you had the car? You need to give me that HBO account password. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, we, uh, we hope you have enjoyed that and this. And we hope that you will join us again as we dive back into... As Dustin said, the reason for this show, which is the Walking Dead universe, for good and for ill, the reason for this show. I'm sure there'll be all kinds of fun adventures to be had there. And of course, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on podcast.com and Apple Podcast. You can leave us a rating and a comment. You can leave us messages and emails and all that fun stuff through all these different platforms. And we would hope that you would do so. Let us know what you think. Did you like Lovecraft Country? Did you dislike Lovecraft Country? Um, do you, what do you think of Dustin's various evil plans for immortality? Oh my gosh. I just, I'm so sold on it now. Like, yeah, you spend, you spend like maybe 250 years doing like learning new stuff and doing things and like 
finding love and then watching it wither on the vine because you don't age and they do. And, you know, like going to Calcutta and learning to be more spiritual. And then after you've done all those things, after you've watched all of the AFI's thousand movies you have to see before you die. Word. You know, and all of that stuff. After all of that, then you're like, no, I'm a mischief spirit. (laughs) And that's where the pinching happens. (laughs) Ah. I'm so into it. I might. I would just. I love that idea. I've been right, being but... pinched by the same man since I was born. <laughs> Let us know what you think about Dustin's evil plans, and join us for our next episode when we get back into the world of The Walking Dead. All right. Thank you so much, and thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Curtis. Hail Cthulhu! <laughs> And thank you, of course, dear listeners. We will see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.